Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. Right. Well, let's get into part two of our conversation. I'm joined today by Laurel Woodward. She is a writer, a gardener, and cook living a magical life in the Pacific Northwest. She's been following a solitary nature-centric practice for more than 20 years. She's the author of Kitchen Witchery, Backyard Garden Witchery, Llewellyn's 2024 Witches Date Book, and the Wellness Witchery. And if you're just joining us today, welcome to the Afterlight Podcast. Please go back and listen to part one, which was released last week. And the reason why we want you to do this is because Laurel and I are not going to be revisiting subjects that we've already discussed. So we're going to be really kind of tapping on to the conversation we've just had. So if you're just tuning in now, please go back, listen to part one, and then continue on with part two. All right, Laurel. So let's get into the subject now of the power of cycles. We're going to talk as well about getting to know the moons. I love that you gave a really cool little cheat sheet a little hack in how to get to know the moons in your book as well, which we'll share in a second. I also want to talk about how to harness the power of working with the elements. I remember I was reading, I think it was David Wells's book, and he was talking about how when you learn to work with the four elements, that you will have the most amazing life. It's really a lot about working with them together in harmony. I'm paraphrasing, of course. We're also going to be talking about the days of the week and what you can use them for, which is something that I learned, which is so cool. For example, Wednesday, a great day for communication. Wednesday for me today, it's almost Wednesday (laughs) for Laurel. So, you know, it kind of counts. And we're also going to talk about whether or not, uh, well, I think Laurel might have a bit of a ritual or a spell that she might be willing to share as well. So Laurel, let's get into it. So should we talk about the power of cycles before we get into the power of moons? Or do we have to talk about the moons first? How would you sort of recommend that? Uh, we can talk about cycles. Um, if you're talking about like the cycle of nature of uh, yes. um, like the year, the cycle of the year where you go from waking energy to growing energy, to harvest energy, to dormant energy. And like right now we're in winter. So it's, it's four o'clock and it's almost dark out. It's and um, we're in summer where I am. Yeah. So that's very <laughs> cool. So you're at the height of your power and we're at the, we're at a, sleep in a dormant time yes and you know you can really feel that in yourselves when when you start living in sync with the cycles I don't understand why more people don't try to embrace eating seasonally in the summer you know I want to eat salads and light fare and in the winter I want to eat hearty meals and soups and warm stuff and and I think our bodies if we listen to our bodies we're animals and we are in touch. If if we allow ourselves to be aware of it, we are in touch with the energy of the cycle, needing more rest in the winter, of sleeping longer in the winter, of eating more sustainable foods in the winter. Uh, so there's that cycle. There's the cycle of the moon, how the dark of the moon is like a, a time in the womb where you want to work for protection or simply go inward and, you know, read and study and look at things. The 
new moon, which astrologists call the new moon, the dark moon, but in magical circles, the new moon is when the very first sliver is visible in the sky. And that is the awakening of, of the moon energy. And from that time to the full moon, you want to work to attract. The energy is to pull toward you to attract things. And then the full moon is the height of the power. It's the most to manifest, to work for what you want to happen. In the new moon, you can plant seeds to work toward that cycle to manifest. Mm-hmm. And then the next section from the new, from the full moon to the uh, wani moon, you want to release. You want to push away things. You want to send, you know, release things that no longer serve you or send things away. In your book, you say, and I think that this was really cool. You said, at its most basic moon, magic can be broken down to this. If the moon is waxing, you should call what you desire. If it is waning, you should put away what you want to banish. Or as Pliny the Elder, the first century Roman naturalist noted in his natural history, the moon replenishes the earth when she approaches it. She fills all bodies while when she recedes, she empties them. Apply this law when you craft your formulas to align the moon's energy to your work. I, you just gave me goosebumps. I love that. So I was like, I get it. Eureka. I get it. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you are working magic, which is a science we don't understand, you know, yeah. when you are working this and you apply things that people have figured out before you, your working becomes predictable. So say you're working on a Friday for love and you're having a dinner and you make your spaghetti sauce, you know, with your oregano and your, your thyme and your basil and um, your other love herbs. Rosemary. <laughs> Rosemary. Yeah. Thank you. And, and you know, it's, it's all about saying you can do it anytime, but you have to freeze it or pull or push away what you're, you know, what you're working for. All those energies align and come together to promote your working. So it's not just you. It's your, have you ever had a day where the energy of the earth is just behind you and everything just comes and flows and opens and manifests? Or you have a day where obstacle, 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 you can't get anything done and you're trudging up a hill and you just want to go back to bed? Yes. That's this idea of there are other energies at work. And if you figure out what they are and align them to your intention, you can have them boost your working. And as a basic kitchen witch, you can do it in cooking in the kitchen. Tuesday is Mars. It's for protection and warrior strength and conquering and vanquishing. You know, Thursday is uh, Jupiter's day. It's, It's the loving father that just is generous and you know, it's a generous energy of benevolence and abundance, fortune, you know, luck. Saturday, Saturn, good for working around the house, completing things, but it's also a day of lessons that are hard learned, kind of like Loki's energy, kind of chaotic, also great for protection. So when you when you think of that and you include those in, it really does give an oomph to what you're trying to do. One of the things I want to go back to for a second, when you were talking about the cycles and you're saying, I don't understand why more people don't 
maybe eat for the seasons or kind of understand a bit about that? Embrace the, the naturalness. Yeah. Uh, you know, they yeah. march right through, like every day's the same. Like I, yeah. I get, I get schedules are busy, but I mean, if it's getting dark at four 30, you have to adjust something. Yeah. You have to, you know, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if you're you crazy, aware of, yeah, you have to be aware of the needs of your body, you know? Yes. I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's about people aren't always aware, or maybe they have a narrative where they think it's too hard. Or like I was talking about in part one, where sometimes you kind of go, I'm not really sure maybe how to get started with all of this. Uh, mm -hmm. I think a big part about it as well is, you know, eating local and look at the things that are local. I grew up in Northern Canada, so there weren't a lot of local things happening in the winter. It was a lot of stuff that, you know, had been canned already, or they put aside maybe in the summer for later um, I wanted to ask you whether or not you ever feel that, because for me, sometimes I feel a little bit disjointed slightly um, because I'm a Canadian who grew up in Northern Canada and I live in Australia and I've been here for 10 years, mm. but sometimes mm. I do feel that my body is actually in a different cycle. Do you mm -hmm. think that that, that makes sense? Or do you think that completely, yeah, completely. so I find that sometimes a little bit confusing. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up in the Southwest and now I'm in the Pacific Northwest, um, desert to, you know, to, uh, uh, this is a rainforest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, it took a lot of an adjustment and as much as I love it here, there are still some things that I have trouble with. Like mm -hmm. the whole first year I really had seasonal that seasonal disorder. Oh yeah. Um, seasonal affective yeah. disorder. That's a yeah. real thing. FYI. It, it, it is. It's it a is a real thing. thing. Yeah. And, and I learned totally. you just have to get outside and get sunlight. Anytime there's sunlight, you just have to get outside and get sunlight and yeah. that'll fix that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I, I completely understand what you mean about changing zones. Yeah. Um, and I've been here a long time, but I still feel there's this an innate kind of wanting to rest period around December, even though it's summer here. So it's an interesting right. kind of balance. But I think that, you know, a big part about what you were talking about earlier is in a way it's sort of that we have to really go within and listen to what our body is telling us to do. So if our body is saying, I need to rest now, it's honoring, honoring that if it's yes. saying that, you know, maybe I, I want salads and let's get out and do things and maybe honoring yeah. that. And I think that we suffer when um, we want things to be different than they are, we want to compare ourselves to the way that other people are maybe operating. And that goes back to what you're talking about earlier as well, which is about the concept and the idea of flowing. I think sometimes we think that for me anyway, if something's not flowing, I often go, okay, there needs to be an adjustment here. I think I need to stop what I'm doing. Maybe I need to pivot or I need to wait for more information until things feel that they're in harmony. But Right. I've always right. kind of felt that that was about me, maybe not being in the right position or the right flow, but maybe as you were talking about, there's all these other unseen forces. So it could be that my guidance to myself, which would be to stay and await for more information is correct. Not mm -hmm. necessarily having to pivot because maybe I need other things to kind of work themselves out for me to kind of continue along the journey. Well, that is completely right. But also I've had instances where I fought really hard to get something that I wanted, that I thought I wanted mm -hmm. and I didn't want it when I got it, you know, even though I 
fought all these battles and overcome all these obstacles when you get it you're not happy it's not it's not what you thought it would be mm, yeah and I think the universe was telling me the whole time you know this <laughs> yeah. is not for you you know stop it this is not for yeah. you but, yeah and I, I would have like not wasted a year or two and not had heartache if I had listened but yeah you know that's just but part sure of there's the a lesson there somewhere Laurel <laughs> exactly <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Content for a book or something. <laughs> as far as wellness goes, though, we do need to listen to our bodies. First and foremost, we need to eat nutritious food. We need to get the sleep we th that our body needs and we need to exercise. And I know people hate exercising, but our bodies need to exercise. I don't go to the gym. I don't ride a bike. I, I go out in nature. I walk. I have a farm. So I have, I work really hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. I, I was um, just noticing all my yeah. bug bites. I'm like, oh, I've been doing a lot of yard work. I'm like, oh, I better put my wrist down so no one can see that. <laughs> uh, I I had a, a bad fall this year and I injured both my hands and I sprang to my left root and I broke my right wrist. Oh, geez. and uh, yeah, it was, it was awful for, for two weeks. I couldn't do, I couldn't open the door. I couldn't do anything. I other people had to dress me and I, I didn't get to brush my teeth really well for like three weeks. Oh, it was, it was terrible. Things, things don't always work out how we want them to. We, we just have to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. We have to learn our lesson and, and deal with what comes. Put out this video a couple months ago or a month and a half ago or something like that. It was just a really quick Instagram reel, but I was basically saying that, you know, when we have to make a a decision on something it's really important to remember we're never going to make the wrong one and I think that when we can just remember that there's going to be a lesson to be learned or we're going to be hopefully gently redirected I always ask for gentle redirection or joyful redirection with humor yeah. or something like that please you know put, put that out there uh that we're going to learn the lesson there's going to be something that kind of comes from within that and when you were talking just then about you know your wrists and needing people to help you I don't know how you feel about it now but what came to me was maybe an opportunity for you to kind of surrender and actually receive and ask for that sort of support. And I think sometimes what we do is we think that we have to do a lot of it on our own. And when we're put in those positions of vulnerability or dependency on, on other people to assist us, it's a very humbling experience. Yeah. Do you think that you learned some things from that experience? Well, I did. I had to, I had all these plans. I had so many things that I had lined up to do. I have like 40 trees out in my greenhouse that I was going to plant just for example and all those plans were put on hold mm -hmm. I didn't get to them I didn't get to do them I think part of the lesson is just embracing that I couldn't do it and letting it go and knowing that eventually when the time is right I will get to work on some of those things but some of those things some of them I just had to let go mm -hmm. you know when we're talking about letting go, I also want to talk about inviting in. And I want to talk about inviting in in terms of harnessing the cycles that we're in, working with the elements, working with the power of the moon to maybe manifest something or to just continue to live this magical life. And I love how in your book, you you talk about magic with a CK, which in my opinion is about the, the alchemy and the energy manipulation and the co-creation. Um, mm -hmm. is that how you sort of feel about that CK yes. concept? Yes, that it's an actual, it's, it's not an illusion. It's, it's real. Yeah. It's an act. It's, it's a raising energy and releasing your desire, your, 
intention intention to to the universe yeah so when we're we're doing that for example we have the opportunity to work with the elements and i wanted to mm-hmm. talk to you a little bit about that as a pagan do you work a lot with the elements are you conscientious of i know we were talking in part 1 a bit about working with water energy and you know that when you are wanting some ideas you'll go have a shower which we know that ideas also come from air so it's it's an interesting idea but when you're working with spells or invocations or different rituals, do you make a conscientious effort to have an, each element reflected? Can we talk a little uh, bit about that as well as maybe the directions? Do the directions also complement uh, the elements? Hmm. Yes. You're talking about like setting a circle and inviting yeah. energies in to bless your work and in, lend their energy to your work. And that's high ritual. And there are times when working ritual where, yes, you do that. You set a candle at each corner. North is the ancestors. I, I Some people start in the east. I always start in the north. There are two different schools, and it's what you're comfortable with. And I start in the north, and it's the earth. The north for me feels correct as well. I don't know why, but it feels like a nice start. Because I, I guess when I was a kid, I always remembered never eat shredded wheat as like the directions. Oh, so I always, oh yeah. Like, I love that. That's great. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> Feel free to use that. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, sorry, um, if you could start that again, because I cut you off because I just okay. remembered that. So yeah, you were saying North is the ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. North are the ancestors. Um, North is the element earth. North is uh, stability, home, security. East is air. The color would be yellow. It is ideas. It is intellect. South is red, creative energy. It's passion, fire. West is water, and it's feelings and emotion and intuition, often represented with blue. So, and if you have a dish to represent the elements, north would be like a sand or salt. Mm. Air is often a feather or incense or candle burning. South is fire, so it's fire and water. West is water, just a dish of water. Could be a shell. It could be anything that brings to mind water. I'm very interested in learning about elementals and elemental energy. And there are a lot of different ideas about what it is, whether it's primordial archetype energy of the element, whether it's land spirits or fairy spirits that have forgotten their name and dwell in the pastures and earth and air whether it's the energy from the world soul there are all different ideas about it i think it's right here i was just reading today about carl Jung again and about he was talking about working with alchemical symbolism and he said the attention given to the unconscious has the effect of incubation of rooting over the slow fire needed in the initial stages of the work it is really as if the attention warmed the unconscious and activated, thereby breaking it down the barriers that separate it from the consciousness. When we acknowledge energies like elemental energies and um, bring them into, you know, have a com- have a conversation with them, invite them into our working, thank them for our working, thank them for their energy, feeding them our attention, it does make something concrete, something tangible an energy you can feel and sense yeah it's magical 
you think that we have to have a balance of the four elements to be able to manifest maybe to the um at a higher level do you think that the balance is just you know is is actually required or could you do an inner uh let's say a spell work or a manifestation ritual or something like that that's just all fire based yes you can uh i use bath magic all the time it's just water based mm. um i do i release things upon the wind it's air based you can just use one you're drawing in incredible primordial energy you know that's part of the texture of the universe I mean, you you felt the wind in a in a windstorm. You felt the power of the ocean swimming yeah. in the ocean. You know, it's just if we open ourselves to the layer, that layer of our yeah, it's it's another form of enchantment. It is. It's almost um, like that inner knowing, isn't it? I mean, even yesterday we were outside, blue sky, but I felt something in the wind, and I went, "It's going to rain later." I just. <laughs> knew there was some there was a coldness there was like a I just felt it was coming right. I know exactly what you mean yeah, yeah. and it did yeah. it rained uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so I love that I think a lot about you know what we've been talking about here is it's tapping into that inner knowing into that almost ancient secret wisdom that's that's within mm-hmm. us and really it sort of starts with you starting to eat for the seasons within your own soul, within your own self, right? So it's about you honoring where you're at, listening to that, because if people are ignoring those mm-hmm. callings within themselves, you know, to eat something hot or spicy or sweet or, you know, bitter, whatever it is, if we're ignoring those primary signs in a way, it's going to be quite difficult to be able to, to kind of come outside of us a little bit with our spidey senses. Right to feel the environment around us and see how that's Um, shifting getting to know your your intuition too is very helpful getting to know how you understand and pick up signs and then developing it you know uh, whether you hear or see or feel it really helps you uh communicate with the more that is out there how do you develop your intuition how did you start by doing that did you identify what clairs you had did you start to did you do an exercise or anything in particular to get yourself started? Long, long ago, I read all the psychic books. I think, uh, you know, it was Echo Bowden's Still Small Voice and Stacey Wolf. I can't even remember all who, but I started going in. I learned how to meditate. That was a big one. I learned mm-hmm. how to quiet my mind. I learned how to be able to listen, move my attention in between my ears so I could hear an internal voice. Yeah, I learned how to be able to see on the screen of my mind. I learned how to acknowledge feelings, gut senses, you know, knowing to acknowledge those and uh, honor those and write them down. Pay attention. Did you also notice when you didn't do it? (laughs) Well, you know, when you when you don't do it, life loses its enchantment. You know, you. Oh, that's so good. You shut that off. You just you just. You know, you're in the everyday, you're in the mortal, you know, what do, what do they call it in Harry Potter? The muggles, you're, you're muggles. in the muggle world. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all about perceptions. I think that's what you, 
you've invoked in me though, like through your book. And also, you know, in part one, we talked a lot about it, but you know, with your intention and creating different things and, and knowing that you can harness the power of different plants and herbs and the elements and water, and you are creating this enchanted magical life. And that does make life exciting and interesting. And it feels like it's playtime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wonderment. Yeah. It's, it's so good. You, you gave me that word today. <laughs> I did. Oh, good. I don't even remember. I said that. but great. <laughs> And I think that's where, you know, I don't know about you because you're, you really live and breathe this world. And, and I'm kind of putting my foot into it once again, and, and really wanting to call up my ancient remembering, which I know is stored in there. And I've had many validations of that over time through past lives and all this sort of stuff. I don't want to say dipping my toe because I'm not, I'm really fully starting to get immersed in it again. But I think that, you know, our mind makes life out to be so serious sometimes that it, it's sort of, is easy to get lost in the muggle world or get lost in things that don't matter. And I remember one time I went outside of my deck and I'd had a little bit of scotch. So I was having fun. And I remember I looked out in the vastness of the sky and it was the stars. And I just remember understanding and feeling it. Not, not a, it was not like a, it was an inner knowing, right? It was just, I understood what it felt like for a moment to be one with all that there is. Mm-hmm. And those moments they're difficult to sustain sometimes, although I should cancel that and say they're not difficult to sustain, but feeling that way is not a constant thing that I'm able to do yet. I want to watch my words on that. <laughs> Any thoughts on, on all of that, Laurel? Well, I think that it's, it's helpful to read others' experiences. It's helpful to try exercises that they, they suggest, but really it's you experiencing life. opening up to these other energies, opening your perception, being open to the possibility of more, you know, life is magical. It's, you can have an enchanted life or you can be a muggle. It's, it's your choice. And it, it just takes a conscious effort to switch modes and slow down, be present and experience the moments of your life instead of letting them just fly by you. That's so beautiful. Well, we are at the end of our time together. I did ask whether or not you might have a spell or a ritual or something that you might be willing to share. I'm big in gratitude. I love gratitude. Gratitude is one of the easiest things. If you're having a bad day, if you're in a bad mood, (laughs) if you are just not feeling good, if you just embrace gratitude, work very quickly to lift you out of the doldrums. First thing in the morning, when you get out of bed, you set an intention to have a good day and you quiet your thoughts and you let your heart swell with gratitude and you count all the fantastic things that you're blessed with. That's a really easy way to shift the morning into a positive note, to get up on a, on a positive foot. And it doesn't take a lot of time. You can, you can do it in just a few minutes. If you take a moment to put forth a positive intention when you start the day, everything falls in line and and things are are much gentler. You're more in control. 
things are easier to deal with. Well, I think that's really powerful though, because when we focus on what we have, I think we send out these indications to the universe that we're noticing. And I know that um, one of the women that I read her books, I love her books, um, Denise Duffield Thomas. She's an Australian writer and she talks a lot about manifesting and she does a lot of work around money mindset and things like that, which I love. And one of the things that she has is she has a money tracker and it's an uh, just a free little app. And you, what you do is you sort of along the day, you collect and you track all of the things that you receive. So it could be, you know, a discount or it could be income, business income. It could be gifts, things like that. And what you do, the idea is that you track it and you're excited about it and you're grateful for it and you're noticing it. And then the universe is like, oh, wow, she's actually paying attention. And I remember I started doing this. I haven't updated mine in a while. So this is a note to self, although I, I am noticing. And I remember I went out to my car and like you, I live on a property. I go out to my car and I go to open my door and I look down and I go, what is that? And I pick it up and it was a 10 cent coin. And I was just over the moon. I was so excited that I had this 10 cent coin. I just thought, I don't even know where this came from. You know, I was just like completely pumped and excited. And I guess I'm bringing up that story because it's that whole idea of being grateful, even for those small we could say yeah. it's seemingly small, but for me, it was confirmation and validation that I am supported. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think we need to pay attention to all the signs that validate our progress, you know, that we're on the right path, that we are advancing as a person, that this is happening around us. This is real. It's not a figment of your imagination. It yes, is real. It's real. Oh, it's so cool. Well, is there anything that you wanted to say before we wrap up here? Thank you so much for being on the show. I've just loved our conversation. I could talk to you for forever. I mean, we didn't even scratch the surface of everything that you have in this magical, fantastic book. It, it was delightful. I had a great time. Yeah, me too. It was super fun. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple sisters hanging out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I will put a link to all your stuff as well in the show notes to your website, as well as your Instagram so that our, uh, our beautiful listener at home can get a hold of you. And where can they pick up their, the books, the book in question, of course, is our new one here, which is the wellness witchery, but also I'm sure somebody wants to get the whole collection. So what's the best way of them doing that? Well, uh, they're all through Llewellyn, but you can get them anywhere. Really. You can get them anywhere. They're all over Amazon, wherever Walmart doesn't matter. They're, they're out there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, Laurel, and I can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.